Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Comic Book Investing System Podcast. I am your host, Andrew Davis, and today we're going to be talking about why cash is king with comic book investing. And now, this is not going to be what it seems. I know what everybody's thinking when you say cash is king. You always have cash around, things of that nature. The reason why I say cash is king is because cash, by definition, makes you feel pain. And it actually makes you stop and think when you invest. So when I go, and I'm going to just hide my numbers here, this is my charge card or my credit card. And so when I spend money on this, I'm actually more likely to spend about 17 to 22% on this. And while I spend money with this, I'm less likely to spend anywhere over that because this is a finite thing. And when I spend this and I have... 10 of these, which is $100 in my wallet, and as I spend $10 a pop or 20 bucks for a comic book, I started to realize that my wallet, this right here, gets a lot lighter. And then I start looking into my wallet, and I see that nothing's in there where money is missing. And that creates a sense of pain. It creates a sense of saying, oh my God, what am I spending my money on? And as your wallet gets lighter and you lose one of these $10 or you have two 20 bucks, what starts to happen is that you start saying, oh, okay, I now understand what this equals that. When you actually spend money on this, you don't get the bill for this till 30 days or sometimes 45 days later. And that's why you're more likely because it's not real. There's no exchange. I go to a store and I give the teller this and then they give it back to me. While in cash, I give them this and they give me the change back. Or if it's 10 bucks, they don't give me anything back. So therefore, that's sort of what happens with it and it forces you to think. Now there is a third option and it is a debit card. So debit versus credit cards, for those who don't know the basic definitions that this is still treated somewhat like cash. It's just digital and you don't actually need paper money. But if you have $100 on your debit card, you can only spend $100 unless you have overdraft on, which is a whole different discussion, whole different class discussion, everything in between. But you can only really spend $100 for this argument. And so once that money's gone, that money's gone. Now you on a debit card are more likely to spend money than in cash because in cash, you that once you, your cash is the only thing you have, but you get billed immediately for your debit card, and an authorization charge gets put on it versus a credit card, which you get the bill at the end. And so the reason why I say cash is king is because what it does is that when we're talking about investing, it forces you to think because it forces you to say, okay, I now have my wallet getting lighter when I'm making purchases to buy books. Let me actually think about what I'm going to buy, how I'm going to get it, and it makes you create a prioritized list with it. So for instance, if you have $100 in cash and then you have a list of 20 books and you only know that you have $100 for that month, you're gonna think really quickly with it. Because once the money's gone, the money's gone. And so you're going to go through that list of those 20 books. You're going to say, okay, this book, this book, this book, this book, this book are going to make me money or I expect them to make me money. I'm going to put my eggs in that basket 
or I know for a fact that this book is going to make me money here. And I know for a fact that I will make a return on this book. And then also you might say, well, this book's a high flyer, but given that I only have a finite resource, I'm going to pick the books that I know that are going to produce a return. Now, we could argue that rate of return, and that's a whole different discussion and benchmarks, and we're going to talk about it at some point. If I haven't already done it, I'm going to do it again, where we're going to talk about what numbers and benchmarks you should be getting on those returns, but obviously a return means that it's positive. So that's the whole purpose of this, is that I want more of this to come back, because I am a strong believer that when I spend $10 on a book, I am sending it off to go to summer camp. And I wanted to come home and make lots and lots of friends to bring home to me and bring home to daddy. And so when I operate under that pretense and I operate under that where and because I use cash as king and you can disagree if you want to go the credit card route, be my guest. You know, it, it works for some people, but the majority of people it doesn't work. And look, I get points on my credit cards. And things like that, too. And I get that entire game and I get that maybe you're the discipline. But for most people, again, and I bring this up, most people put gas on their credit card. Most people have no idea what their last five gas bills were. And if you actually quiz them, they're not even going to be close to the number. Because when you put things on your credit card, you know, that money might come back to you, but it never really does. When you spend money in cash, you say, OK, my wallet's lighter the next time I'm here or I'm doing something, I want my wallet to be heavier than before because you understand what this weighs like and what this feels like. You know, $1,000 feels a certain way. You know, if you got a bunch of 20s and five 20s times, you know, 1000 bucks is, which is five is 100. So, so, so it's about 20. I know it's actually more than that. That, 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 that. But the point remains the same where all of a sudden, you know what it is? A bunch of 20s feels a certain way in your wallet versus this. This weighs very differently than, than, than having like 30 20s in your wallet. 30 20s in your wallet is much heavier than plastic. And so when it becomes lighter, you feel it, makes you make better decisions. And that's the whole point why cash is king. Now, when I say cash is king is that I'm not, and I want to clarify this before this all gets confusing, and believe me, we're going to talk about this on an extensive level all throughout this podcast and a bunch of other stuff, and it's a whole mantra and motto, and I love it because it's how I operate a lot of stuff in my life is that I love cash as king. We're not talking about not redeployment of cash. The whole point of having cash is that you could buy on the spot and that it limits your abilities on money, meaning that you can't go to your charge card to go bail you out. And that's the whole point is it's supposed to limit your options when you're buying books. And it's supposed to force you to make better decisions because now you want to deploy cash. When I say cash is king, we're not talking about hoarding cash and letting it sit and not making us money we're talking about the ability of buying power and also having limited options to do with that money. A charge card, whatever your charge card limit is, that is your max. Whether you can afford that max or not, and that's a pitfall that creates a lot of credit card debt. When you pay for everything in cash or on your debit card, you 
can't fall into that pitfall. Therefore, you can't create a big debt problem. I mean, on a debit card, technically, you can to some degree if you're not disciplined. But if you're just paying for cash, the worst thing that happens is that you run out of your cash that you have in your wallet. And so what it does, that's the whole point of this. And that's why I say cash is king, especially with alternative investments. Because alternative investments are not backed on any federal level. They're not backed by any insurance. They're not backed with the ability to sue much like a stock if there was a fraud or defrauding occurring or bank insurances or things of that nature or FIDC insurances. You're out in the wild west in many ways with all investments and they are more risky and they are more rewarding at the same time. But the whole thing is that if you have 300 bucks in your wallet and you spent $300 and you messed up, you know, your damage is limited to 300 versus if you put $1,000 on your charge card because you're putting everything on your charge card, well, there you go. You just put a hell of a lot more money at risk and then you're going to get that bill later versus paying for that bill up front. And when you pay for the bill up front, it doesn't come to bite you in your ass later on when you're three weeks later and you had the money, but then you spent that money and now you have a $1,000 bill and now you can't service that bill. First thing, if you paid it up front with cash, that's great. And you say, well, you know, I already have a buyer and I'm getting all the money in and then I can afford it. I put the money aside. I want the points on my credit card. You could, if you're disciplined enough of that, that's great. But most people aren't. And this is how credit card debt gets added up extensively is that people say, oh, I got the money. I want the points. I'm going to manage it. I can afford it. And then they sort of forget three weeks later, they come back from a comic, like, spent 1200 bucks. What did I spend it on? You know, or I went, spent, went buck wild at my credit card at my comic shop. Like, what did I even spend this on? You know, how did I even get this bill? And then all of a sudden they have like an extra like 400 bucks on their credit card. Versus if they paid in cash or they paid on their debit card, which means that if they don't have the money in their debit card, their debit card will be declined. So that's why I say cash is king, because it prevents you from being in a rough situation and being in an embarrassed situation and wind up going into debt. And it also gives you the ability to pay for something right then and there on the spot. And then you don't have to worry about it or have it looming after you. Furthermore, and just, just to get even more into this, and I explain this briefly, the other thing about cash is that cash, when you're negotiating, and if you're negotiating big comics, and big is a subjective word, because big for somebody could be $100 or could be 15 grand. But if you're negotiating a 15 grand deal and you have 15 grand in cash and you put it down on the table, and I know this is an extreme example here, but all of a sudden, you know, it's really hard to say no to 15 grand in cash. And the person is being difficult where they're at 17, you're at 14. You say, look, I could do 15. You plop 15 Gs on the table. I mean, I'm telling you right now, that is really hard to say no to. And it's a big play. It's a tactical play. But when you drop money on the table, or you take out money, and you're trying to buy a book for 200 and first thing's morning, 220 for it and you're trying to beat them up and then you pull out two bills or you pull out 1020s all of a sudden and you just put it down and say here right now in cash you know it's really hard to say no to cash because unfortunately and i might get into trouble for this but people like cash cash is very efficient 
you know, Uncle Sam sometimes knows about cash. He sometimes doesn't know about cash. Cash works for everybody. You know, it's trackable, but it's not, if that makes any sense, where digital money, where if I put that same 200 on my debit card, that is way more trackable than cash is. And so that's the other thing. And then also it's seeable. Like a person can see $200 in their eyes. You know, I know what $200 looks like. I know what it feels like. I know what it smells like. I understand the amount of work it takes to make $200. And when you throw it down to buy something, it becomes super efficient as well. And it's also a great buying position when you're buying some straight in cash. And especially alt investments, which are comic books. And I know this is a lot. There's a lot of stuff involved with this. We're going to be talking about this a lot more over the next year and two years and three years, however long I'm planning to do this. But there's so much to talk about with this. And there's so many different parameters of how to use cash as king at a con, how to use cash as king in private sales, how to use it in Facebook marketing. You know, eBay is a little bit different because eBay is definitely more digital and more electronic money. But anything in person, cash is super efficient because it just commutes super, super efficiently. And also people like dealing with cash and they might have one price for cash and they have one price for digital. Also, if you could pay for something in cash and, you know, you're selling something and there's a 3% PayPal fee and somebody might waive the 3% PayPal fee because you're paying in cash. They might even give you a 10% discount because, well, they could do a lot more with cash at the moment than they could do with a digital currency unless they can do a lot with their digital currency and the PayPal or they might not have to wait four days for it to clear in their bank or they might not have to report it if it's a big sale. You know, if you're transferring 15 grand to buy a comic to somebody, there's no way Uncle Sam's not going to find out about it. But if you have it in cash, I mean, Uncle Sam's probably still going to find out, but he's going to find out 10,000 of it, not 15,000 of it is the point. So that's the other thing. And, you know, I'm not saying anything new. If I get in trouble for it, so be it. But I'm just telling you honestly what it is and what cash is king. For me, people disagree with me. I, I have friends who disagree with me on this. And to some degree, they have fair positioning on it. And we have discussions about it all the time across the board on a variety of topics. Um, and then the other thing about cash is king is also is that let's say you're just hoarding cash and then a good book comes up that you want. Now you have the money to buy that book. And now you have the ability to strike at the right moment. And I do it in a lot of varieties. I don't just do that with comic books. I do it with stocks as well, where there are, there are bad days in the market. There are bad days for comic books. There are bad days for a lot of stuff. You know, there are distressed buyers sometimes. There are people who just want out of something and they need cash now and they're willing to take, you know, 20 bucks less than what the book is worth because they bought the book for 10 bucks, the book's worth 100, they're willing to take 80 because they need the money now and they're happy, you're happy. But if you have the money to do it, you, know, you don't have to worry about not making a deal work. Where that's the other thing about cash is king. And then, so there's a whole variety of stuff. This is very much a big overview, broad position because there's so many jumping on points and I'm gonna be talking about a lot of this, probably even more tomorrow about some of this stuff. And some elements of it because it's super interesting and why I follow Cash's King.
And so I think tomorrow, for the most part, I'm going to be talking about why cash is king at a con and how that works and how that's a big deal and how it's efficient versus using a charge card, credit card, or a debit card in that fashion and why cash is king at a con is super helpful. So that's going to be tomorrow's video slash on the podcast. Today is obviously why cash is king and just giving a general sense of everything out there. And again, everybody, thank you for watching. To all the new people who are checking this out, check out the page. My job here and my goal here is to make you a better comic book investor, no matter where you're starting at, whether you're new, you're just in the beginning, you're intermediate, you're somewhere in the middle, you're a veteran, or you're just somebody, hey, this came across this, and hey, what is this? This looks super interesting, and I see all these superhero movies. I want to know more. So that's what I'm here to do. I appreciate everybody watching. And now go out and read some comics. And I'll be back with you people tomorrow, Wednesday, I think Thursday. And I think Christmas is either Thursday or Friday. And I'm taking off one of those days. So I'm taking off Christmas. I don't not go with dates, everybody, but I'm taking off Christmas. And then we will be continuously doing this five days a week, Monday through Friday. And I will catch you tomorrow talking about Cash is King with cons. See you tomorrow, everybody.